Dun, 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 dun. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Hello, it is Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You're at your place for the unfiltered experience where yours truly, Christopher Roush, your no excuses coach. We come here, we help you elevate your consciousness, elevate your mindset, expand your possibilities and your awareness, and have just truly a kick-ass life. I'm Christopher Roush, as I said before, and normally I'm joined by the beautiful, where's Scott? Where's Scott Goyette? Two weeks in a row, Scott has not shown up for his job. What do you think we should do, guys? I think we should let Scott come back. Of course, we're going to let Scott come back. I miss my buddy. Uh, he's still in Tanzania, so he's going to be back next week. So we're going to be back here next week for the show. But uh, in that space, I'm going to do this one solo. So hang with me, guys. Uh, I know you guys love Scott as well, but uh, we're going to have a fantastic conversation tonight. And just to let you know, we got Glenda in the house right now. That wasn't my just to let you know, but Glenda's in the house. She says, y'all from Carrollton, Georgia. What's going on, Glenda? Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Appreciate you supporting the show. And whether you guys are watching live or on the replay, your questions are always welcome and, and appreciated. The, your engagement in the conversation is appreciated. This is just basically my guest and I sitting in a bar or sitting in a coffee shop. We're having some drinks. We're talking about what it takes to have an amazing life. And you beautiful people here in the side chat are like eavesdropping on the conversation, if you will. You're like, hey, what are these guys talking about? It sounds like they're talking about ways to elevate our consciousness and and, and to look at things differently and not be a victim of certain situations that have happened in our life. So uh, we appreciate you guys, again, whether you're watching on the video cast or you're listening on the audio podcast. Thank you. Thank you guys all for being here. We appreciate you uh, in supporting the show. And the show is always uh, brought to you by the beautiful people at Help Heal Humanity. HelpHealHumanity.org is a fantastic organization. I'm so blessed. I've been a part of the board of directors for now three years, and I came to be involved with this organization through my mutual friend, Patricia Geigick, who was here last week. Um, she was here as my guest host, and uh, she said, you know, you got to interview this person. Her name's Serena Buffalino. She's the leader of this organization. It's a nonprofit organization. They built a school in Haiti. They're doing stuff in Spain, stuff in Cambodia, stuff in Canada. And now we want to do stuff in the United States. Would you be wanting to be a part of that? And I said, absolutely, 100%. I'm all about you know mentoring our at-risk kids. I'm all about mentoring our homeless situation. Whatever we can do to elevate the world and make it a better place, I'm on board with that. And I really was inspired by this organization and inspired by Serena. I have too many words coming into my brain. Um, I was inspired by her, her story because she went to Haiti with really nothing on her, but a wad of cash and said, I want to go there and make a difference. And through that process, uh, like I said before, we built a school in one of the roughest areas. And not only are we sending kids to school, but we're also feeding them three times a week. And if you know of any of the situation that's going on in Haiti, it's a dire, dire, dire situation. So to be able to feed these kids and actually sometimes we send them, send food home with them so they can feed their, their family, um, to be able to do this in a, in a world that is so chaotic and so unbelievably, um, catastrophic at the moment is something that fills my heart up and, and fills it up so full. And I get sometimes people asking me like, well, what about Chris? You know, there's a lot of homeless and there's a lot of needy here in the United States to that. I say, yes, absolutely. There is, but here we have a lot more opportunity and a lot more resources for to get out of that situation. You know, I have a friend of mine that wrote a book and he came from Mexico. He came from Mexico, not speaking a word of English. He said, if you can't make it in America, you can't make it anywhere. And basically he came here as an immigrant and learned how to speak the language, got involved in, and started doing just multiple jobs and started, you know, having vending machine, uh, opportunities. He bought a vending machine and from there he bought another vending machine. So here in the United States, we have so many resources, but in Haiti, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's dreadful to see what's going on and in all the other countries around that, that same place. So whether it's Haiti, whether it's Cambodia, whether it's, um, 
Africa, whatever it is for you, let's all together make sure that we're helping heal humanity. And if you need an organization that you are, that, that goes where the money all goes to the, the cause that we're raising. Um, if you want that, by all means, go check out helphealhumanity.org. Uh, go to the volunteer tab and we're actually accepting positions for, to be on the board of directors. And we've got some other positions that might be in your area of expertise to help us raise money and raise awareness for the organization. So for that, that's, that's the, that's the fee that you pay for watching this show. We're on episode Let's see, what episode are we on now? Come on, Chris, what episode are we on right now? We are on episode da, 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 112. So we've been doing this show for 112 episodes. And for those of you guys who have been watching for a long time, you know that we started this show out. The Unfiltered Experience used to be called Friday Night Live. And it's something that Scott and I started. I mean, I started with some other people during COVID and then it kind of ran its course. And then Scott said, hey, you want to co-host for your show? And I said, absolutely. And so we got serious about it and said, well, let's change it to The Unfiltered Experience. So your, your fee, if you will, for getting a, a preview and getting immersed in this conversation is do what you can to go uh, to go to help heal humanity. If it's $10, $20, if you could sponsor a child, we're looking for 29 sponsors to finish out sponsoring all the kids this year. It's been tough because of the economy and everything else, but we're trying to do our absolute best. So when you get value out of the show and you raise your vibration, then do us a favor and go over there and, uh, and do what you can to, to donate to help heal humanity. And anybody who donates a $200 or more gets an hour of my coaching time for free. So not only do you get to help somebody, you get to send a kid to school, you get to feed them, you get a tax deductible donation, and you get an hour of my time. And we work on one of your major situations you have going on. And I promise you by the end of that hour, you will have a better clarity, clarifying situation of what it is that you're facing. Um, Cause we shift your perspective. And then we give you all sorts of strategies that you can start using immediately to have a kick-ass life. And that's just my gift back to you guys when you donate $200 or more. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for, um, for uh in allowing me to do that and uh appreciate that and um we got eric ferguson in the house what's up eric he says what's up brother thank you for being here i appreciate you guys uh we got christopher Kaysen in the house what's up christopher are you working out i saw chris was working out in the gym the other day beautiful you got to work out you got to take care of yourself so i'm proud of you for doing that and we got my uh if you watched us two weeks ago um, you had Mary Kay as my guest host while Scott was still in Tanzania. So thank you, Mary Kay, for being here. We got Jules. Oh my God. We got a blast from the past. We got Jules and, uh, Lan lad. Um, so I, I met Julie back at, when I spoke at a conference in Las Vegas, it was 2013, I believe. Was it 2000? No, it might've been, two, no, it was 2016. I apologize because my cat or no, my dog died a week after I went there. I think something like that. So anyways, thank you for being here. I appreciate that. Uh, Chris says here he did 25 crunches and fish 50 pushups daily. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, that's awesome. Get buff, get stuff right on. That's what you got to do. And uh, before we bring our guests on, I just want to let you go transparently. Some of you guys have been seeing my social media posts and, and sending me private messages. Thank you for that. I'm currently experiencing excruciating pain in my back. So if you see me make weird faces or something like that, just understand that I've got a nerve that's pinching in my back. And unfortunately, I have to go get an MRI next week on Friday and uh, I might have to have more surgery. So send me good juju because I had surgery three years ago and it was a two level fusion and I don't ever want to experience that again. So send me some good juju and hopefully it's just a, a that has slipped and it'll get back into place. But uh, as God is my witness tomorrow, I'm going to go do a 5k bubble run with my son and my wife. So unstoppable, baby, I'm sitting here in excruciating pain and I'm still going to get up and I'm still going to go do it because what's the worst that's going to happen. I wind up in the hospital anyway. So gotta go, gotta go, gotta go unstoppable. All right. Love you guys. Appreciate it. We got Robert in the house as always. It says, hello, Christopher, Glenn, Glenda, hello, Christopher, Glenda, Glenda, Christopher, dark me and me. I gotta say that right. So, um, so anyways, yes, thank you guys all for being here, you beautiful souls. I'm used to having Scott here and, and rambling with him for a moment, but uh, I had the pleasure of meeting our guest tonight. 
um, through, uh, through a few mutual um, people that we know on Facebook. And she was kind enough to invite me to her program that she had going on. And she says, would you like to speak and be on a panel? And I said, absolutely. I'd love to share my knowledge and my wisdom and to help elevate the humanity. And so just through that, we became fast friends. And she, her story is absolutely inspiring. She left Vietnam not knowing a single word of English. And she came to Australia. And from there, she has built just an amazing life for herself. She's been a, a dress designer. She's been an artist. She's a, a paid professional speaker. She does uh, some amazing things that we talk about. So her journey is definitely one from victim to victor, and it's just nothing short of inspiring. So please help me welcome to the Unfiltered Experience, Miss Linda Duong. Linda, what's going on? Thank you so much for being here. Linda, how are you? Oops, I can't hear you. Oh, you're, I just you're... realized now I got I got voice. <laughs> I was <laughs> hey. muted. Hi, everybody. So wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me on, Chris. Greetings mm. from Sydney, Australia. Beautiful Sydney. Has everybody been here before? Yes, I've actually, yeah. In the comments, let us know if you've been to Sydney. I've actually been to Sydney. I went there in 1999 on a business trip. Wow. I was there for two weeks. I stayed in a beautiful apartment that overlooked Manly Beach and wow, I was sold. Beautiful. I was hooked. I was hooked on everything about Australia, except for the fact that you guys sit on the wrong side of the car and you drive on the wrong side of the road. So that I could not, that I could not get used to. That was something unbelievable, but uh, absolutely beautiful city, beautiful people. I got to go to the Blue Mountains, I think it is. The Blue Mountains, is that what it's called? Yes, yes, the Blue Mountains, yeah. beautiful. I love it. I've been here for so long and I still love it every time I go there. That's good. That's good. No, no, we love and appreciate. We love Sydney. My uh, coach was just there as well. She she's from New Zealand, and so I told my wife. I said, uh, I've got so many beautiful friends down in Sydney. I've got Mario Beckish, who was uh, recently on my show. Um, I've got uh, Lisa Collada. I've got so many people. I got John McMillan. I've got probably probably about 15 or 20 people that I know there in Sydney or the outlying areas that I could easily hit up. So I, I want to go there and speak and uh, take my wife and family there and go see what a beautiful city it is for them as well. That's wonderful. Now you put, put it out in the universe. It will only happen. It yes, will only happen yes. a matter of time, just a matter of time. Yes. Yeah, so I appreciate you being here as well. Uh, Chris says here, never been to Australia, been to Cambodia and Thailand. Thank you for that. Um, Jules says, I wish, well, you got to wish you got to put something in there as well. Um, and then uh, I just want to capture this real quick. Robert says, I may have asked this before, but do you use CBD oil, Christopher? Yes, I use CBD oil, THC oil. I do all the things, Epsom salt baths, inversion boards, TENS units, um, certain stretchers. Yeah, I do all that stuff. I'm pretty crazy about that. But uh, so, yes, but now we're going to talk to Linda. So, Linda, I actually initiated the story in your introduction talking about how you were a little girl in Vietnam during the end of the war back in the late 60s. Talk to us about that journey of being able to leave your home country and then go to a place where you don't have any idea of what the spoken language is and everything else. And then you become this beautiful person that you are today. Talk to us about that abbreviated story so I can so I can ask you some questions about that. Cool. So then I'll have to take you teleport back in time. <laughs> yeah, let's you're go to the teleport to, machine. You're going you're gonna to have to imagine a place where, like, I never seen color photo, never seen color TV when I was growing up. Wow. That was how, <laughs> how basic it was. So sometimes my kids and I would joke, like, I'm, I'm like from the dinosaur time, like, you know, so ancient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, so we've, seen never even, we've seen a lot. So I never even know what a computer looked like. I didn't even have color pencils. So that was how basic it was. It was so, so basic. And uh, we didn't have cars. Everywhere you go is on your feet, on a bike, or on, on this, this rickshaw. It's called a sitlow in Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
Well, there, there, there are some buses, right? But not personal cars. Like, you know how in, in the Western world, we everybody has, every household has a car or two cars or everybody has a car. <laughs> but back yep. then, that wasn't a case. You know, you'll be lucky to have a, a bicycle. So that was how basic it was. And then all of a sudden, at the age of 15, I was so-called teleported to Sydney, Australia. And it was a complete shock. It was how old were you at that shock. point? Uh, everything shock. <laughs> it yeah. was totally overwhelming. I took, How old I took were you at that point? At 15. I was 15, you were 15? years old. Okay. No friends, no language skill. I couldn't even spell my name properly. They couldn't even understand me. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so it was complete zero. From zero to hero is my new program. Zero to hero. I love that. <laughs> I, 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 I also say from geek to sleek. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, was with completely nothing, literally nothing, no language skills, no friends, no nothing, and on a whole new land, and just have to make do, just have to make do. So so my book shares just all about how to make things work when things don't work, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was, yeah. so what was the reason for sending you to Australia versus any other place? I mean, did you have family there? Was there somebody there to help you kind of get situated? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't have made it if I didn't have um, family here. So my sister, my sister who uh, was one of these boat people, you're probably familiar with the name, boat people. Mm -hmm. So she left Vietnam on a boat. That's why they're called boat people. <laughs> they shouldn't come on a plane, she'd come on a boat. So then she came to Sydney, Australia as a, a refugee. And then after settling down, had her job, make a life for herself, which is incredible as well. And she also didn't know a word of English. And it would have been harder for her because she was already an adult. So it would yeah. be a lot more difficult. So she didn't have a chance to go to school. She had to go to find jobs straight away. And so then some years later, she settled in, become the citizen, and she sponsored us. So I was lucky. I was not one of these boat people. <laughs> yeah. She said, you know, you're so lucky you came on a plane. So I did, I, I was an immigrant instead of the refugees. Yes. So that, that's how I came. And so uh, luckily I came with my parents, with my other brothers and sisters. So yes, no, without my family, I wouldn't have made it. It, it was enormous, uh, you know, love and care from the family that has allowed me to be able to focus on just me. Instead yeah. of, you know, yeah, because quite often, right, quite often we grow up, we have to worry about our family. She, my sister had to worry about us, right? So she took that burden. I didn't have to do that. So I was blessed with that. But still, everything else is from ground zero. Absolutely yeah, everything from learning the language, from learning the culture, learning even just the gesture. Because imagine if I teleport you to, let's say, Mongolia, right? And you've never seen what Mongolia looked like. See, these days, kids have YouTube. You can yeah. just type up Mongolia. You can see the culture. You can hear the language. You can see the food, what, what, how people are like. I didn't have any of those access. Mm. I didn't have computer. I didn't have email, Facebook, YouTube, none of those, right? Mm. And so imagine you didn't have any of those, and you suddenly, complete different world. You don't know the language. You just have to make do. And that's how it was for me. Uh, so have to learn the language, the culture, even the gesture, because when you don't mm -hmm. have the verbal language, you yeah. rely a lot on your hand gesture, your facial expression. And those, those are what helped me to communicate with people. But mm -hmm. then you also have to understand the different culture. 
that not every culture communicate the same way. Yeah. And so that was a huge challenge on its own before the verbal language skill comes. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah it, was, it was fascinating thinking back. Well, that's beautiful. I want to share. I want to share this little picture uh, with everybody right here. Okay, let's like, let's warn everybody. <laughs> let's warn ah, everybody before you this. share. Oh, I was girl. just gonna say this is the most embarrassing photo on planet Earth. I never shared it before, but because um, Chris said my show is unfiltered, I go okay. I'll show up unfiltered, and so there you go. The most embarrassing photo on planet Earth. So I love everybody. It. You can laugh with me, but not at me, okay? No, no, <laughs> no, no, we could never see, laugh. As you could see, even at that age, even with still with the pacifier, I was already a thinker. I was always, always a thinker. And it was just, yeah, it was just, oh, I don't know, a matter of time that I would share my thoughts with the world because, yeah, and that's happened. what happens with the book. I share my thoughts with the world. <laughs> that's beautiful. So what, what, I mean, obviously Vietnam, the United States was, was over there at that particular time. Is that the reason why you fled was because of the war and everything else was going on? Did you see any casualties or see any of the, of the activity that was going on over there? Yeah, no, luckily I didn't see it in real life. Right. But you, when you turn on the TV, there's always news. Right. Yeah. But I, I would shy away. I would not ever look at it. I, I would because I would get too upset. So I don't look at it. I know. Luckily, I'm very blessed. I have not faced any of those. But my parents was always helping those people, like, you know, um, donating rice because we, we my, my parents was in business. They were always helping people. Right. And so, no, I didn't witness it in 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 my in reality like in face any of those but yeah. it was always on the news you hear all the time day in day out 24 by 7 and um yeah so no you, you i grew up with that i grew up with that and so that's why it had embedded in me the compassion um yeah. it became so strong it became so strong i felt so much for others that when i was in my teenage years it became like a flaw before I was able to embrace it now, turn it into my strength. And that's my now superpower, so-called. And that's how I started Three Hearts. So I'm fast-tracking a little bit. So basically, uh, to answer your question, I did not see it like blood and all in, in real face, mm -hmm. uh, in real life. But the stories is constant, constant, constant. And so that's what have embedded in me this compassion, um, you know, Three Hearts, love 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 and connection for yourself love and connection for each other and love and connection for the universe and because of that thank you because of that every single night every single night without fail 7 p.m i would be on my knees with my mom next to my mom praying for world peace every single night since the age of five yeah since the age of five so three hearts was embedded in me ever since then so yeah so that's Wow, that is that is beautiful. That is beautiful, and and I appreciate you sharing that because, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm a part of an organization called Help Heal Humanity, and I'm a firm believer. I don't care if we're black, white, straight, gay, Republican, Democrat, short, whatever label you want to put on us, we are humanity. And and the truth of it is, you get us all in the same room, you split us down the middle, we're all the same. 
you know, the outside exterior and everything is just a vessel that we carry, but as a soul experience that we have here, and I know Scott would chime in on this as well, because I've learned a lot from him in that capacity, is that we are all humanity and it's our responsibility to help lift one another up, not sit there and point, well, they should do this and they should do this and all these different things and kind of hope and wish and pray that the government comes and helps us. We have to be self-sufficient on our own. And I'm really curious about your story of, of being self-sufficient. Talk to us about maybe a couple of the worst times in your life, you know, after leaving Vietnam that, you know, some of your struggles and what it is that you went through and what it is more importantly that you learned from that. Because what I want to get across to people tonight in this conversation is the fact that we're all resourceful. We're all resilient. We're all way more empowered and confident than we give ourselves ever give ourselves any credit for. So talk to us about a couple of those worst experiences of your life and what are some of the lessons you learned from that? Well, there's so many, there's so many, like, you know, I, I it, it's going to like take us a whole day to, to, <laughs> to converse and digest. I think I share a lot in my book, but if I was just to, to share one thing, I mean, it's really hard to share one thing really, but just to remember that you have every resources in your fingertip as long as you have yourself present. What I meant by that is that if your mind is everywhere, you cannot be resourceful, you cannot be creative. And so, so that's why in the three hearts, the first heart is love and connection for yourself. It's so crucial, it's so important. And my whole life story is my message. It's live your, live your dreams, follow your heart, follow your dreams. So I didn't just achieve one dream, even though I came without a word of English, but I have managed to to be so blessed to be able to achieve every single dream I have so far. And that is, thank you. And that is all by staying connected with yourself and being present. And I know people use this word a lot. I know people have been using this word a lot, but what it really means is that you know yourself. Yeah. So in my book, I share that if you cannot be an expert of anything, be the expert of yourself. No one can know you better than yourself. Know your strength, know your weakness, what you like, what you don't like, you know, what, what will trigger you, right? And know how to emotionally regulate is so, so important. I could get really, really mad, but the minute after that, I will be able to come down straight away and emotionally regulate myself straight away. And that's power. That's power. Because if you, if you cannot stay in control in your own emotions, you cannot access your full potential, your full, your full thinking, your full capacity of your creativity, cre creativity and everything. Imagine I came here literally without language skills, none and no friends. It's not like, you know, when, when it's really tough and, and hard, I can go say, hey, you know, look at what happened and we can have a chat because talking to other people is healing. I didn't even have that. I didn't even have friends. Mm, and wow. so the one tip is always, always remember who you are at your core, in your heart and your soul. What is your value? What do you stand for? What do you believe in? Right. When I say what do you believe in, it doesn't matter whether it's religious or not religious. I don't mean about, you know, G Jesus or Christian or Buddhism or whatever. I don't mean just that. I mean right. all of it. What do you truly believe in? Do you believe in humanity? That is one word for all, right? Yeah. For all religion. You know, one word. A lot of people believe that the world is bad. People are out to get you, right? There's no kindness in the world. If you believe in that, there's no way you can make anything um, 
positive and, right. and build on that. Yeah, right. your mind's all your mind's all shut off from it. You just you sit there and you play the role of the victim. Talk to us about how we can get more connected with ourselves and love ourselves because I love what you're talking about, Linda. It's so so important. I've given away about 200 coaching sessions since the start of COVID, just as my way of paying it forward. And one of the yeah. things I found, Linda, was uh, I started hearing this little whisper to ask these people a question. Yeah, you know, I'm just giving my time to them for free, and yeah. I asked this question. So I said, I'm going to ask you a question. It's a yes or no question. I want you to not think about it very much and just give me what your gut instinct is. And I thought it was going to be the stupidest question I ever asked. And I said, do you love yourself? Yes or no? And on God's honest truth, Linda, so many people, about 75% of 200 people struggled to answer that question positively. You know, I guess I do, I kind of do. So how can we learn to love ourselves and really be connected with ourselves as you, as you uh, so eloquently found? Yeah, so it, it, it really amazed me as well in um, this day and age that we get so distracted, we get so lost with the value and we don't even know, a lot of people don't even know when you ask that question, do you love yourself? And people find it hard to answer. True. And so, so to answer your question, you asked me the tip, one tip, I want to give the tip first and then we'll, we'll go in a talk because I tend to go into the long talk and then, <laughs> and then I go a, a long, long way in the, um, to answer your question, get into nature. Get into nature. Get into nature. I cannot recommend enough. Okay, get into nature. It is really, really hard. When he asked that question, make me think so. I'll work on it. That's wonderful, Glenda. Thank you yeah. for sharing. Get into nature. I know it sounds really um, hard for some people to do. You know, some people like get so busy. You need a TV screen, you need a computer, you need your phone, you know, you need your friend. You need all of that, which is external resources. But the yeah. minute you go to nature and you can sit still and be connected with nature. And what I meant by that is that you don't touch your phone. You don't turn to any electronics, but truly appreciate nature in front of you. If yes. you could just sit there, look at the leaves and be amaze or have wonder about nature itself sometimes i look at some flowers do you know that some flowers look like animals <laughs> some flowers yeah. look like animals and they really cute too some flower look like monkeys if you have such wonder for nature that's where slowly you'll be able to love nature itself and that's how it leads you to find the love for yourself deeply if you can do that if mm -hmm. you cannot answer straight away, I love myself, okay? That's one way to do it. And if you can't get out, I understand a lot of people say, oh, because of COVID, because someone said to me, oh, in my city, we don't have nature. You know, I'm in San Francisco. It's all buildings. That's mm -hmm. fine. I'll give you another modern tip. Lock on YouTube, type in meditation music, right? And it's got, some of them, it's got the most beautiful scenery and mm -hmm. just connect through there. That will be my hack for you. That will be my IT hack for you in the modern world. But yes, you you need to connect with nature in order to get back to yourself. That's one powerful way, but very simple, very resource. You don't need to spend much. It doesn't require you to spend a lot of money. It doesn't require a lot of effort except to just get out of the house. And yeah. when I say nature, don't be too fancy to imagine that you have to come to Sydney <laughs> or you have to go to the mountain or the ocean. That's good if you could do that. But if you can't, just walk around your neighborhood. Yes. Just feel the breeze. Just look at the trees. Look at the animal. Anything that can take your mind 
away from the busyness of your life. But most importantly, and I cannot emphasize the word nature itself enough. It's just, there's so much awe and wonder and magic. Yes. Um, I have- Especially grounding back to nature. Get, take your shoes off and ground in nature. Yeah, if you can do that, that'll be wonderful. And not many people can do that. So I just ask the minimum. Everything I do is I ask very minimum and I give very simple ways to do things And because simplicity is what uh, allows execution, right? Just remember, simplicity allows execution and yeah. just go and do it, right? Because the more you think, the more it gets tangled up, the more the issue becomes bigger. But if you just go and do it, it's just so simple. You just get into action and just do it. So that's one way. That's one yeah. way. And it's the most powerful way. And in fact, that's how I found my happiness. So imagine when I first came to Australia, I did not have anything. I was not happy. I was struggling for my to find my own happiness. Yeah. And it was through connecting with nature. I shared it all in the book. And I had I had a, a business leader. He shared with me on an interview like this um, that he took on that suggestions from my book. He read my book. He took on that suggestion. And he did more than that. He committed to 30 days to hiking. He literally yeah. hiked to nature. And once he get there, he does meditation, which I also shared in the book. And when I say meditation, I don't expect you to sit there to go, mm, really, mm. just sit there and just breathe. Just take your three conscious breath, which I also share in the book. He committed to that. And he said he was able to grow the new company the fastest compared to all his previous company from zero to 38 staff, fastest compared to his three other business before. Wow. By doing that alone, by doing that alone. Reason being, yes, reason being is that he shared that, you know, and it's exactly what it is. You know, when you're there, when your mind is relaxed, when you're tuned into nature, you no longer worry. You try to, the worry goes away and your yeah. creativity comes in. And when your creative brain kicks in, you have ideas. And when you have ideas and when you're in the inspired moment, when you're with nature, you feel really inspired if you truly tune in. And when you yeah. feel inspired and you take action, you've got to take action, right? And when you take action, that's momentum. And then when you go home, he said, when I'm having dinner, another idea come in, I take action. I go to the shower, mm. another idea come in, I take action. And that's how he was able to build from zero to 38 staff in the shortest amount of time in compared to his other business. And that's I why I love the term from zero to hero because I live that and I teach that and my client, my readers did that. And um, yeah, it's just the simplest way. You, it doesn't cost you to have any, you know, to buy any big equipment, any resources. Just do that. Just do that mm. and try and let me know. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody connect that. with me and let me know. And if you want to come to Sydney, you definitely need to connect with me. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll do that. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm planning on definitely coming down there. Um, one of the things that really inspired me about what you were just talking about, Linda, is the fact that we can go do something like that and get out of our comfort zone. But there's so many people that might be watching this conversation right now and they're stuck in their comfort zone. They're afraid to go out there and, and do different things because in the past they've failed and they've made mistakes and stuff like that. And one of the things that I've always talked about, and I, I've talked about it in the, the conversations that I've had with you uh, on the three hearts program is the fact that, you know, what 
what fears we have of making mistakes. If we sit there and we change our perception about the fact that when we make a mistake, we actually learn something. If we change the phraseology of it and say, okay, it's no longer a mistake, it's a learning opportunity or it's a stepping stone, that kind of shifts our shifts our beliefs from that because when we're kids, we're told if we make a mistake, that's bad. And if we do good, then that's great. But talk to us about one way or a couple of ways that we can reduce our fear of going out there and doing something different because like you, I mean, you've done so many things in your life. You sent me so many beautiful examples and I wanted you to talk about them here on the show. How did you overcome your fear of, of being from a different culture, having a different language, having an accent? What are, what are some ways that people can get out of their comfort zone and overcome some of their fears? Self-compassion. Number one thing besides self-love, you know, you need to love yourself and you have to have self-compassion. When we talk about compassion, it's very easy for us to think that we're giving to other people. You know, as human beings, it's natural that we want to help. And it's yeah. always the outward, you know, do I, do I give something? Do I get something? It's always external. But everything I do is you got to turn internal first, right? You, before, you can, before, before you can give compassion to other people, you have to have compassion for yourself. It's like the saying goes, right? You can't pour from an empty cup, right? Yes. So, Talk about that all the time. So by having self-compassion, it is enormous amount of self-support. You are not going to be self-judgmental, right? When I first speak, I could not speak, right? Then I have to understand that it's okay. I tell myself all the time, it's okay. I'm trying, right? Yeah. I came from a place where I didn't get the education. I, I didn't know why. I, I didn't know what English was, right? It's okay. The three, the, the tower, it's okay. It's amazing if you just embrace that. And that's from my mom, okay? Everything mm -hmm. my mom would say, it's okay. Uh, just keep saying it's okay. It's okay because, you know, I will learn. It's okay that I don't sound good. I will improve. Yes. As long as you don't, as long as you don't give yourself that reason as your excuse. It's very different, right? You're no excuse coach. As mm -hmm. long as you don't use that as an excuse, but as a true reason to back yourself up. No one's going to back you up if you don't back yourself up, right? True. No one knows. If I didn't tell you, you would not know that I came from Vietnam. If I didn't tell people, they would not know that I've never even seen color TV before, right? Yeah. I, so I cannot, it's just being reasonable, being very logical thinking. You cannot expect people to praise you. You cannot expect people to understand you when you don't understand yourself, right? Amen. So you mm. cannot expect other people. The, the, the expectation is so much from external. Why don't we expect from ourselves? But when I say expect, I don't mean that by, by putting expectation on ourselves, but expect that being reasonable with ourselves, mm -hmm. having compassion that it's okay if I don't sound good when I speak English yet, yet, yep. right? Yep. Love that but I will work towards it. So as long as you don't use your situations as an excuse to hold you back, it would have been very different if I keep saying to myself, oh, you know, um, I can't speak English, so therefore I shouldn't uh, expect myself to go and do work, blah, 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 then I will never improve. And right. I do have people, I have seen people like that, right? Oh, but, so have I. <laughs> but be, be logical and be reasonable Back yourself up, have compassion, but move forward. Move forward, right? So I it keep saying it's okay. It's okay that I can't speak English well yet at the time. I tell myself, right? Mm -hmm. I, I will learn and I work hard on learning, right? 
when I finally can speak, I had accents, funny accents. I don't even know what kind of accent they were. <laughs> and <laughs> again, I tell myself. Then you're Australia. Then you have to. And then, and then I have a Chinese background. My okay. my father is from China, right? So I have all a whole multilingual accent, right? <laughs> so then I tell myself, it's okay. I will improve. I will work on it, right? So having self compassion, number one. Number two. Reassure yourself. Back yourself up. Keep saying it's okay. It's okay. Number three, no excuse. Don't don't let that be the excuse to hold you back. Don't keep saying, "Oh, but I'm like that, and so therefore I'm it." Don't expect Amen. me more, right? That is just opposite to a growth mindset. If you keep telling yourself, "This is how my whole life is," you know, mm -hmm. don't expect more from me. This is it. This is just I'm doing my best already. If you say that you're really doing your best, but you're not really working on your better version of yourself each day, then that's just excuses. That's just holding yourself back. That's I not backing that. yourself, but holding yourself back. Mm -hmm. But what you do? So let me recap. Number one, self-compassion. Number two, keep saying it's okay. Back yourself up. Number three, no excuses in terms of don't don't let your situation be your excuses to hold you back, but keep moving forward. Keep yeah. working towards to the better version of yourself every day. Now, I don't say the best version because you will never be your best version if you keep having a lifelong learning um, mentality. You'll never be the best of you if you yeah. keep You're each day be a better version of yourself. So be the better version of yourself, but not the best. Because you think that you are the best already today, you will not go further. You will not improve, you know, do more. Yeah. You'll get complacent. You'll get mediocre. I love that, Linda, because I'm, I'm talking about that all the time. And there's a, there, it's funny you mentioned the word best because that was one of the questions I have for you a couple yeah. of years ago. Uh, well, actually more than a couple of years ago now, time's flying by so fast, probably about four or five years ago, I came home from work and I had a lot of responsibilities at the time and I was really overwhelmed and I was stressed out and I was putting my keys in my wallet on my dresser, you know, getting ready to change my clothes and everything. And I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I did the best I could. And for the first time in my life, Linda, I actually went, Chris, was that your best? Because when you think about it, when we're kids, Chris, did you do the best you could? Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll do better next time. Nobody ever asks what better is next time. They just say, we'll do better next time. They don't even qualify for us. So we get out of jail by just sitting there saying, yeah, I did my best. I'll, I'll do better next time. And we say it over and over and over again. We say it to ourselves, like we start to believe it. And so for the first time, me as the no excuses coach, I sat, hmm, Chris, was that really your best? And so I've become infatuated with what our best is because some people, so many people do say, Chris, I'm doing the best I can. And I'm sure you hear that as a coach as well. Talk to us about how we can, and I love what you said about, you know, creating the better version of ourselves because that's my inclination every single day is not perfectionism by any stretch, but I just want to be a little bit better, a little bit more evolved, a little bit more aware, a little bit more perceptive, whatever it might be every single day, just a little bit, because that compound interest over years creates a whole different thinking pattern altogether. And, and everybody can do that. So I love what you're talking about. So how do we inspire people to really go for their best? Like I tell people blood, sweat, and tears, like you got to literally, you got to be in it to win it. You got to want it bad enough. If you don't want it that bad enough, let it go and go work on something that you do want that bad enough, because oftentimes we're, we're trying to get goals we're trying to achieve goals for other people to validate us oh if i do this then my mom will love me if i do this my dad will love me if i do this society will appreciate me and 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 give me adoration and everything else so let's talk about how we can help people raise their level of doing their best realistically like you say so thank you thank you so much for asking that that's just such a great question and i love it when you mentioned the word perfectionism perfectionism <laughs> so yes yeah. to have accent <laughs> 
Um, so I just want to clarify that we're, we're not going for perfectionism, right? We're just, we are, we, we are coaches, right? So then therefore, we are, it's natural that we have the drive to do the better version of ourselves each day. And that's yeah. what we help our clients do, right? So when I say doing your best, I just want to clarify one point that there are times, there are times that we have to say that was the best I could do, right? Especially mm -hmm. at parents, and you, you and I are parents. We, you know, we, we have kids, right? There are times that we look back, and we do need to have, again self compassion to say that that was the best I could do, right? Because that will alleviate any self guilt, any any of the self blame, right? But you okay? Oh yeah, Just twinge. <laughs> but at the same time, having a growth mindset is where where we, we apply the better version of ourselves each day. So that's the difference. The difference of having compassion, understanding that there are times that we can only do the best we can, not to expect further because that will be unhealthy thinking, right? To have yeah. self-blame self and, and guilt. Then the other thing is it's not being about perfectionists, but about on the, on the momentum, on the trajectory of the growth mindset of the ever-evolving mindset for a lifelong learning spirit. That's what we're talking about. So I just yeah. want to clarify that. And for people who, who want to get into that mode, you just need to understand that to have a lifelong learning spirit is what will get you to want to be the better version of yourself each day. If you don't believe in a lifelong learning spirit, it's going yeah. to be hard for you to want to be the better version of yourself each day. Why? Because you don't see the point. And why do we want to have a lifelong learning spirit? Because life, the society evolves. If you don't evolve with the society, you will get left behind, right? Yes. Long time ago, like I said, I came from a place there was only black and white TV. Then there's, there's color TV. And then there's internet. If I don't learn the internet, I wouldn't be here connecting with the world, right? right. And then there's Facebook, and then there's Instagram, and there's all of this, and now there's chat, GPT chat, right? Yeah. If you don't want to learn with the world, you simply will just get left behind. And another thing is that with our brain, with our human brain, it's very fascinating. The more you learn, the more you build your capacity in your brain, in the brain cells, in the memory, in everything. And if you don't learn, you can just say, no, I'm done. Then your life will literally be done, sadly, because your brain cells will die. And that's mm -hmm. how people have dementias and Alzheimer's. So literally, it is a choice. It is a choice. So in a nutshell, that's what the human life is, right? Is that we're here, we grow, we evolve. And so that's the trajectory. So to answer your question, how do we get people to want to get into the mode of wanting to be better each day? It is the life pattern. If you want to live a life that you want to find it joyful, meaningful, otherwise you will get left behind and then you cannot keep up with everybody, then it's no longer fun, right? Right. And so to put it simply, <laughs> that's like a whole lifelong lecture. <laughs> One beer just, is no fun, right? Warm I'm trying to no put fun. it back into very simple. Everything I do is about simplicity. Simple, yes, simple, same simple. Yeah. So therefore, and when I said that, I'm also mindful 
because everything I do, I don't want people to feel the opposite. I don't want them to feel like, oh, if I'm not going to be a better version of myself, then I'm no good. It's not that, right? I don't want you to feel like, oh, you have to keep up with the train and everything and then have this other anxiety. That's not what I right. meant. Yep. I am not saying that you have to get on the wagon and then have to learn all of this stuff. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that in order to have the mindset where you want to be a better version of yourself each day, you just need to embrace the thought, the theory and the thought and the reality that you have to have a lifelong learning spirit. Very simple as that. And when you have the lifelong learning spirit, your life becomes completely different. You enjoy everything more. You really yes. do. You will enjoy everything more. You, if you have children, you will learn with them instead of thinking you teach them. It's very different. So I started as a parenting coach, right? And I focus in gifted education. Everybody talk about teaching children. I talk about learning with children. Yes. And that's the difference. That's the learning mindset. That, that's a growth mindset. That is when you, you go, you evolve with time, right? You don't just teach children. You really learn with them. Why? Because the society is different. Their era is different than ours. So that's why it's so important to have the growth mindset in a sense of embracing, embracing the thought that to have the lifelong learning spirit. Exactly. Uh, Have I gone too far? No, you, no, you, you, no, you nailed it, Linda. You nailed it. And I love the fact that you brought that up because you know, it really is so true. Like so many times we put too many expectations on ourselves. And then when we don't achieve those expectations, we call ourselves a failure. And one of the things that I love about you were talking about, and I think Glenda said it here. Um, I want to capture this. Glenda said something. Um, where is it? How you talk to yourself. A hundred, hundred, hundred percent. I know when I was um, not confident and and um, and scared and everything else, you know, it was the way I talked to myself. And one of the big things that I tell people is like, if you shift just the way you speak to yourself and you start eliminating some words that do not empower you, it's pretty crazy what you can do. So I love the fact, like when I talk about with my clients, I tell them to eliminate two words from their vocabulary immediately, always and never. Because for the most part, I always screw it up. I'll never find the right person. I'll always, I always, you know, get it wrong. Or I always misunderstand. If you sit there and tell those things to your brain, that goes right into your, your subconscious. And what you do is you go out and you find validation. This, oh, see, there I am again. That's why I'm stupid. That's why I'm stupid. So when we shift our perspective to sit there and look at for what's going right in our life and not have too many expectations on ourselves to not be so overwhelmed, then we take it day by day. And, you know, in every moment, in every way, we sit there and we grow just a little bit more. One of the things that I love that you were talking about, you said the word yet, you know, when somebody says, you know, I suck at math, but perhaps, and I, I, so I think about in terms of, you know, saying yet, like, okay, I haven't done it yet. Or I love the word, the power of perhaps, right? So perhaps I'll be more effective in my dating life. If I got a dating coach, perhaps I'll be a more effective as a leader. If I took some leadership training courses, perhaps my marriage will be better if I open my mouth and actually talk to my wife and listen to what she has to say. So perhaps gives possibility and opportunity. And also my, my good buddy, Lee, he kind of joked around with me, but I keep it. I keep, I'm a sticky note guy. So I put a sticky note up in here and he actually, he kidded around me. He says up until now. So when you say something, you know, I've sucked out this up until now, because now my focus is on no longer doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Now I can sit there and say, okay, what is it that I'm going to shift? What nuance of my personality and my actions am I going to shift? And you're a perfect example of that because of what the things you've accomplished in your life. I want to kind of switch gears and talk about the book that you wrote. You wrote the book, um, Connection, The Currency to Happiness. What inspired you to write that book, Linda? And, and who's that book for? 
Wow, that's a great question too. Um, before I answer that question, I'd just like to share one tip, one tip that is going to um, help everybody about the self-talk because Glenda said how to talk to yourself, okay? This is a powerful tip that I give to my pay clients and I'm going to share with everybody here. Nice. Anytime, anytime you have a negative talk, like, you know, like you said, oh, I'm this, I'm that, do this and everybody do it with me. If you do it with your hand gesture, it will anchor your learning and you remember it more. So do it with mm -hmm. me, Chris. Yeah. Anytime you have a negative thought, give me a negative thought. Uh, I I'll, I always suck at, at doing hard okay. things. All right. That's when you, you say, it, okay, that's when you have to catch it. So catch that thought. Got catch it. a thought and park it. Park, park that it. thought. Yeah. Park and flip. And flip. Yeah. Flip okay. it to a positive one. The reason why we do that is that when you have a negative thought, when you have a thought, it's often a thought that you said to yourself before, right? Yeah. So you can't tell yourself, stop, don't think. Because as human, we, we have attachment. We attach to it. It's attached to the pattern, the emotions, that thought. But yes. imagine yourself driving a car to a shopping center, to a shopping mall, where you can park it, right? So you park that thought. I'm not asking you to not think it because if I tell you don't think it, you can't not think it because of yeah. that test. Don't think about a purple, purple elephant. And yeah. sure enough, you think but, about a purple elephant. But if you park it, think of it like a car. Okay, I'm going to park this thought. You know that the car is going to be there. You know you're going to come back to the car. So it's okay to park and it's really effective. And then we flip it. Flip it from negative to positive. Now, is it true? Like what was that negative? Let's, what was that negative thought again? Um, I always screw things up when they're hard. Yeah. So then you have to flip it. Is it true? Do I always find a time, you know, there's always a time that you made it. It's not always right. So you flip it, you flip it from negative to positive. Hopefully that answers Glenda's question, how to talk to yourself back to your question about uh, what inspired me to write a book. What inspired me to write a book is actually a personal journey. Uh, I actually wrote it for my children at first. I wrote it for my children, uh, but after I wrote the first draft, um, two children took their own life due to cyberbullying. Uh, two not of my your children. children? No, 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 no. Other people, oh. other people oh. um, uh, took wow. their own life due to cyberbullying. I don't know these people. I don't know these kids. And it, set, it saddened me so much that I feel that I need to share with the world. And so when I then do the second draft, when I decided I'm going to share it with the world, I was writing it for the everyday layman because I was thinking the academics, the people who go to university have their textbook, you know, they have the academics right. to help them. The coaches have coaches, the healers have healers, right? And then I just keep thinking, when I first came to Australia, I was not happy. I just wanted to have a book that can help me, right? But when I tried to read the happiness, first of all, back then there was not many happiness books. And if I found one, it would be by the Dalai Lama, by the healers, right? And all of these big theories, thinking and language that I couldn't read because I didn't have the language skill. And I was young, I was 15. So by the time that I came that I decided to write this book and publish it, I wanted to make sure that it's simple, that everyone can read and everyone understand. And I want it to be for everyday laymen. But guess what happened? Mm. After I published it, the world-renowned professor, the first professor of, on intellectual capital, loved it, wrote a beautiful acknowledgement. And 
the higher intellectual, emotionally intellectual people, the more they love it. Dr. Nelson Bumash have it at his desk. He said, Linda, I flip on it every day. Whatever page I open to, I will read that page. So he read it first. He read it in three sitting and he loved it. And then I have um, an ex-teacher who is now a theater director in Spain. He could not put it down. He read it all in one go, 400 pages. He's the champion so far. No one has beat his timing. I wonder who is going to be the next to beat his timing. He read it in Whoa. one day. Wow. So, so even though I wrote it for the everyday layman, but the, the more highly inter emotionally intellectual people, the more they enjoyed it. And I have an academic who has five degrees and she writes curriculum at universities, but she couldn't go forth to write her book until she know about my book, five degrees. So the wow. book has helped many readers to become authors. Many readers have become authors after reading my book. And so, yeah, so, so the inspiration was actually to write my mother's teaching for my children. It was inspired by my mom, by my parents, because at the time um, my father was um, having to relocate to a nursing home and I was missing my mom. I wish my mom was here. So I thought I'll write down everything about grandma for my kids so that they can connect with her because they never met her so that they can learn all the amazing things that I learned from her, how I came from nothing with, with nothing, but I still live all my dreams. So I was inspired by my parents to write it for my children, but because of two children who took their own lives due to cyberbully, that made me feel compelled to share with the world. I just feel that if, if I know something and I don't share, I feel so selfish. I feel that it shouldn't be just for my kids, it should be for everybody as well. And so that's how I embark on this author journey and it's been helping so many people around the world to be happier. I have mm. a PhD in UK. He only read the introductory chapter of the book and it was already enough for him to go forth to do a video. He was a coach like you to, do, to create a video to encourage, encourage other people to live uh, their life with purpose as well. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Just put a, a, a copy of the book up on the screen for everybody to see. Connection, the currency to happiness. Access, access your happiness right here, right now. I love it. I put the link to uh, Amazon where people can order it directly off the show. If you guys are listening to the podcast, you can come back to the show notes and you can check it out and you can get a hold of Linda through her um, through her um, her social media links, which we're going to be sharing here in a second. So I love that, Linda. And, and you know, the, the connection factor is so really super important because so many people are out there and I can hear them right now. They're, they're, they're lacking the clarity. They're lacking. What do I do, Chris? I don't know what I want to do. They're so inundated with their problems and their situations and all their past baggage that they can't even see clearly from where there is they're supposed to go. What are some uh, advice tips that you have for your coaching clients who are just sitting there like, I know I need to do something. I know I'm unhappy, but I don't know where to start because it feels all so overwhelming. Again, get, get out to nature. I cannot recommend that enough because the minute you get out to nature, your whole system calms down. The whole system calms down. All the chaos, all the, all the busy thought will dissipate. And that's when you can recollect with yourself. And that's when you can start have clarity. Of course, talk to us. You know, we're coaches, right? Yeah. Talk to us. We'll help you with that process as well. But apart from that, get out to nature. If you can't afford to, to pay for a coach, I have helped so many people pay or unpay, right? Just get out to nature. And if you can't get out to nature, start journaling. Start yes. journaling. Just write down all the thoughts that you have, right? 
just write it so that you can clear your mind. You start journaling, it will, it will start help, helping you to clear your mind. It's mm -hmm. very, very powerful. But if you say, look, I don't have the patience. I can't do that. Talk to us. <laughs> talk to yeah. Chris or to, talk to Linda and we will do our best to help you. Yes. I love that, Linda. This, this conversation has gone by so fast. We've already been going for nearly an hour. Uh, I want to do a fun question for you. I do this periodically um, because you're so wise and you have so much experience within yourself and you, you set the example for what it is that we can all do. Um, if you had a microphone to the world right now for a minute or two minutes, what would you say to the world? The world right now is in so much chaos. We're afraid of China killing us and Russia killing us and North Korea and all this stuff. And then there's, you know, the, the pandemic that's still kind of lingering around. There's political uncertainness in here in the United States. People are feeling overwhelmed and they're, and they're feeling maxed out. You have a microphone to the world. What is it that you would say to people right now in these, these, these tough times? Okay, three things. Number one, turn off all the news. Yes. When you come to a point that is too overwhelming already, it doesn't, it doesn't offer any value. Sure, we want to be updated. Turn it on once a while, but not constantly. Turn off the news, number one. Number two, take these three powerful conscious breaths. I'm going to show you. I have a business analyst that was on a billion dollar project. He was just like going crazy and I have shared his tip, but it seems so over, overly simple that he just never applied it. For years, he would not apply it until that one day, that one day he just said, okay, everybody stop <laughs> and take a breath. And it changed the whole room and it rescued the billion dollar project because everyone was on such high stake. Okay. So I'm going to show you just one breath, but you do three because I know your time is up and I, I know you have a painful back. Oh, so I'm close good. your eyes if you like. Okay. Do you want to do all three then? Let's, Let's do, all, do three. all three then. Let's all of us. Okay. Let's all do all, all right. three. Okay. Now everybody, it doesn't matter if you're standing, it doesn't matter if you're sitting, but as long as you're not driving. Okay. <laughs> Even if you're driving, I just want you to focus on the driving. Okay. You don't have to close your eyes. Seriously, you don't have to. This is so powerful. I have a lady, a, a, a client. She said each time she gets into the car, she gets so nervous. Uh, she gets so nervous. But after this learning, applying this technique, she no longer gets nervous when she gets in the car to drive. Okay. Love so, it. Heck, I don't say deep breath because when I say deep breath, you tend to deep breath and you hold it on the chest and it's more intense. So I don't want to say deep breath. I say conscious breath because we breathe all the time. If we don't breathe, we die. Right. This is just being conscious, just being aware, okay? So if you just, whether you open your eyes or close your eyes, it doesn't matter. Just imagine the sun is on top of your head coming down, right? This is when you're not driving, okay? I've got to be clear. This is when you're not driving. If you're driving, you don't have to do the imaginations. If you're driving, you just take the breath, seriously, okay? Yeah. But let's say we're not driving, okay? You can close your eyes or open your eyes, okay? Just imagine the sun's coming down on top of your crown of your head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take a breath. The biggest, deepest breath you can. Yeah. And then imagining the sun coming through your forehead, down your face, down your chest, down your tummy, down your thigh, and your back, Chris, to ease all your pain. The sun is coming down, easing all your back pain and pushing all those back painful energy through down your thighs, down your calf, your shin, out through the toes. And we take another breath. 
Again, the sun's coming down past the chest, past your back and the chest, the tummy, the thigh, down the shin, out through the toes. So it's releasing all the old tired energy, the anxious, the angry, all the negative energies out. Mm -hmm. We'll do one more time. The sun's coming down, refilling us, refilling our body, and pushing all the old tired negative energy out down the leg, through the toes. You can open anytime you like. And if you're at work, you don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to imagine the sun. Just take that breath. Just yeah. take, just pause and take that conscious breath. That's the number two. So anytime, whenever you need to, just take the three conscious breath, even just one. Everything I teach is very simple. If you just do it, you just do it, you'll see the benefit, okay? If anybody has any special feelings, any benefit, it worked great. Share, yeah. share everybody, yeah. okay? Number three. Number three is this is what we all can do again, okay? The world is in chaos. Everything is happening outside. Again, turn inward. Focus on yourself. Mm -hmm. Focus on yourself. If you can lead yourself well, you can be in the, in the present moment, have compassion, be kind to yourself. Then you can be kind with your family. Then you can be kind with your work colleagues. Instead of being you know, chaos and getting frustrated and getting, getting short, you know, then you get, you get frustrated, you get short with other people, right? Yeah. So if you just be in the present moment so that you can lead yourself well, have compassion. When you have compassion for yourself, you can have compassion for other people, with your colleague, with your staff, with, with your customer, everybody. When you can lead yourself well, you can lead your family well, you can lead your business well, you can lead your courses community well, right? And when we all do that, when we all lead with love and compassion, guess what happened? Everybody will be more calm. Everybody will be more calm. Whereas it all starts from us, right? If we get, if we get flustered and, and frustrated and short, then it pass on to the next person, whether it's your wife, your kid, your staff, your colleague, and then it just ripples out, right? So if, if we all start to lead ourselves with love and compassion, that's how we access our inner peace, activate our own inner peace. When we have inner peace, we are less judgmental to other people. Yes. And with that, you can even eliminate, eradicate racism. Because when you, when you have love and compassion, when you're okay with yourself, you're naturally okay with other people. You have more, more leeway to be okay with other people. So even if we stop all the wars outside, if you're not okay here, there's a war here and there's a war here. I don't True. like him that. I don't like her that. I didn't. Why did I do this? Why did I do? This? There's a war going on all the time with you, with the family, with the neighbor. There's a different kinds of war, and there will never be peace. But if we all lead with love and compassion, this is me having a microphone to the world. You said, oh, imagine, yeah. imagine, all the leaders around the world lead with love and compassion. There will be no war, right? Imagine every single person lead with love and compassion. And we can only do that by being okay with ourselves first, by having love and compassion to ourselves first. And remember, always say, it's okay. 
It's okay. okay. One yeah. step at a time. One step at a time. If I don't speak okay, I'll work on it. If my job is not okay, I'll work on it. If I'm not okay with my kids, I'll work on it. It's okay. We will get there. One step at a time, one step at a time, momentum will build and we'll get there. Linda Duong, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here on the Unfiltered Experience. I knew this conversation was going to be fire and I knew it was going to go by super fast. I just appreciate you so much for being here. Where can people get a hold of you and continue the conversation with you? Sure, you can email me, uh, linda at lindaduong.com.au or my website. You come to my website, you can get the um, introductory uh, chapter of my book for free. And um, yeah, connect with me. Yeah, uh, on Facebook, on, on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook more. But just come, come to my website and um, connect with me there as well. Yeah, so for everybody okay. listening on the podcast, it's Linda Duong. It's L-I-N-D-A-D-U ong.com.au. Then she's also on Facebook, which is of course, facebook.com forward slash lindaduong.com.au. And then also you can reach a hold of her through the three hearts connections was where I met her www.facebook.com. And then it's three, the number three hearts, H E A R T S. And then C O N N E C T I O N S connections. So definitely connect with Linda. She's got a, an amazing heart. As you can tell, um, she's a miraculous person who is out there making the world a much better place. So thank you, Linda, for that. I love everything that you said, because together we are humanity. Like I said, at the beginning of the show, and I just appreciate and value you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm going to put you backstage. Don't go anywhere. So I can still talk to you after the show, but I'm just going to end out the show here just for a few moments. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Linda. And there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another powerful, powerful conversation here on the Unfiltered Experience. Uh, Nathalia says, uh, totally relate. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and Nathalia, I hope I'm... Nathali, I hope I'm pronouncing your, your name correctly. So thank you. Uh, we just became friends today on Facebook and he just reached out to me and said that he's been watching my podcast and getting a lot of value out of it. So I'm, I'm so thankful that you're here tonight and listening to this. Got Jacqueline Rose in the house. She says, you are living a prison of negativity. It's uh, totally got a hold on you. Yes, Jacqueline Rose. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Glenda says here, thank you again, Glenda, for chiming in so much tonight. She says, look up coping skills on the computer. It will help you with those things. And actually, it's it's such a beautiful thing. She was talking about breathing. I'll tell you guys this quick, real story. Um, when my son was frustrated, when he was frustrated growing up, I simply taught him, like I, I teach people box breathing. So it's basically four seconds in, you hold for four seconds, you exhale for four seconds, and you hold for four seconds. So it's just four, 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 and you do it four times. And so I taught my son how to do this. And he was just like, you know, you'd be frustrated with his game or frustrated with his toy or something like that. And I'd be like, okay, buddy, let's do our breathing exercises. And I wasn't sure if it was really going to work on kids, but I figured, you know, if it slows down our systems and kind of provides some clarity and get some more oxygen in our systems, it should work for a three or four year old little boy. And so he used it and he implemented it. And then, so one day I was sitting there taking him to get his haircut. And I'm not really a stressful person. I don't get stressed out over the, the roads or anything, but my GPS kept telling me to go different directions and I couldn't understand what was going on. So I was getting frustrated with it. We were supposed to be at his haircut appointment, like at 5.15, it was already 5.20. I called the place, told him I was gonna be late. I get to the place, the parking's atrocious. I'm trying to figure everything out, so I'm frustrated. And so my my son, my at that time, he was four years old, from the back seat, he says, dad, dad, we gotta do our breathing. And I'm like, son, we gotta hurry up. We gotta get in there. There's people are already waiting. We gotta get your haircut. Mom wants a cut for tomorrow because your picture day, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no, dad, we have time to do it. So right there in the parking lot with my son, I'm, I'm stressed out, I'm frustrated. And then we just, 
because I had to do that with him because he was going to sit there and call me a hypocrite if I didn't do that in those particular moments. So I'm like, well, we're already late. And so I do the exercise and he's like, good job, dad. And I'm like, ah, I raised such a beautiful boy. So yes, breathing is absolutely uh, amazing. Robert in the house. Thank you so much for being here. Robert says that nod of acknowledgement was enough for me. Absolutely. And like I said, guys, I put the link in here to get her book. You just go to Amazon and you click on that. Um, whatever is going on there. Um, Glenda captured the moment here. She says that is wonderful. hundred percent. Thank you for being here, Glenda. And, uh, yeah, it's just so many different things that we need to really focus on in our own life and taking responsibility. Like she was talking about that best. What is your best? How can you have that best every single day? What's when you wake up in the morning and for those of you guys who watch the show, you guys hear me talk about this all the time and I'm going to continue to talk about it. But before your eyes open, when you wake up, say what you're grateful for and find new things to be grateful for, whether it's the person who made your bed or whatever it might be. I'm grateful for the fact that I have working heating right now. I'm, I'm grateful the gas company, you know, is there. I'm great, whatever it might be. But then before you open your eyes, set the intention for the day. Like so oftentimes we get up and we stare at this contraption. We're like, oh, what's going on in the news? Well, fucking world's going to hell. Traffic's going to suck. My boss is going to probably be in a shitty mood. And that's all before your feet hit the ground, right? Think about this. We have to take responsibility for our lives and our actions and what we focus on. If we focus on the world being a hellish place, guess what? We're going to find opportunity after opportunity to realize that. But if you sit there and you set the intention, like for my example, my first five intentions are always the same. Like I'm going to be present and playful with my son. I'm going to use my words and my actions to make the world a better place for who I am and what I do and so on and so forth, so forth. And so I'm not perfect, even though I'm the no excuses coach. And even though I've got all these years of training and all this experience, I too can go down rabbit holes and, and become negative. But what I found out is if I go down that rabbit hole, if I stop and I ask myself, did I set the intention this morning to go down a rabbit hole? No. What intention did I set this morning that I have yet to accomplish? Uh, X, Y, Z. Okay. I shift my focus. Like she was saying, like park that. Okay. I'm having this rabbit hole moment. I'm going to park that for a second. And instead I'm going to reframe my focus. I'm going to retrain my brain to focus on what it is that I can do because chances are whatever's going on in my brain, there's not a whole heck of a lot I can do right in the moment. But if I set the intention to do something this morning and I didn't do it yet, that can redirect my focus to make sure that I'm productive. And as I continue to do that, and as I continue to catch myself, like Linda was saying, you know, catching yourself and parking that thought and then flipping that thought. One of the exercises I do with my clients on a variety of different things is I have them put a simple rubber band around their wrist. We were talking about simplicity. And I, so every time you catch yourself saying something negative, you snap it. Now, in all my years, I've only had one person ever tell me that they didn't think that the sadomasochism or self-abuse was a positive way to, to learn new lessons. And I've only had one person. I've had tons of people say, you know what, Chris, after the fourth or fifth time of snapping that rubber band and catching myself, I started getting better at it. So when you get better at like, oh, I'm about to say, I always screw that up, but I didn't, you know, perhaps I've screwed things up before, but that was up until now. Now I choose to do something different. Now I choose to seek first to understand then to be understood, whatever it might be for you. You start catching yourself before you say those things. And before you know it, you stop saying those things. And if you catch yourself saying those things, ask yourself, where's the root cause of this coming from? Why am I feeling like this? Because if you get to the symptom, you're not going to, you're not going to figure it out. But if you keep digging and keep asking yourself, why, why do I feel like this? Where is this coming from? Is this stemming from something in my childhood? Is this something that perhaps was happening for my greater good, but I still choose to see it from a victim mindset? Just shifting your perspective just a little bit every single day on some key area of your life before you know it, six months down the road, your self-confidence is a little bit better. Your, your, your clarity is better. Your intention of what it, what it is that you're doing is better. And like we talked about, the connection to self, 
Like when you truly know and love yourself and you appreciate and you value yourself and you have a set of morals and a set of values that you will not break, it's pretty incredible what it is that you can do because you can sit there and go, okay, does this align with my values and my morals? Is this going to allow me to be congruent with my overall legacy that I want to leave here? If the answer is no, then why do you do it? Oh, you're trying to impress this person. Fuck that. Who cares? Those people are going to die and you're going to still be left with the fact that you didn't do the things that you wanted to do because you were afraid. And when you get real with yourself and you get out of your comfort zone once a week, just once a week, get out of your comfort zone and do something that's really purpose purposeful in what you want to accomplish in this world, do something uncomfortable. So for me, when I was a speaker, I made it a point to speak in front of a group, no matter where it was once a week. Well, if I was standing in a restaurant, I did it in a restaurant. If I was standing at work, I would say, hey, everybody gathered around. I want to have a little meeting. So I'd have everybody, I had 20 people gather around and I would do 10 minutes of just speaking right there, right in front of everybody. And as I continued to do that and no longer, um, uh, uh, triggered fear in me. It triggered excitement because now I was doing something. And when you think about there's 52 weeks in a year, 52 experiences of getting out of your comfort zone once a week, once every seven days over a year's time, you will be a different person because now you're going to see things as an opportunity that you can do something. Wow. I didn't think I could do it. And now I did it. And you take those baby steps. And before you know it, what's the next big thing I can do? And you start to look forward to getting out of your comfort zone because in your comfort zone is mediocrity and complacency, complacency. And if you put that in your eulogy that you want to be known for being mediocre and complacent, by all means, continue to do that. But if you have something in your eulogy that says, hey, I'm going to fight for what's right and what's fair. Hey, I'm going to risk for what's that matter. Hey, I'm going to make this world a better place for who I am and what I do, irregardless of what anybody ever told me, what anybody tells me today or any past mistakes or failures, I'm going to continue to grind and hustle and love my life and get to know myself better and better every single day. And guess what? You will. I love you guys. You guys are so amazing. This has been such a fire conversation. Um, yes, Glenda. She says self-awareness is golden. I appreciate that. We got uh, Nathalia. I hope I got that right. Giving us some uh, emoji saying that it was thumbs up. Duh, loves this. Absolutely. Um, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, oh, okay. Okay. Whoops. We got it right here. So it's not, oh, it's, so it's like Natalie and I am a tough woman. Yes. I love it. There you go unstoppable. So this has been a, an amazing episode. Please share this out on your social media. Just share it out with a few words saying, Hey, I just watched this interview with Linda and Chris, and here's a couple of things I took away from it. You get, might want to check it out because together when we raise awareness and if you send it out and you've got, you know, a thousand people on your Facebook and only one person reads it, but that one person is like Natalie and feeling better about themselves. And then they go that they go out there and they, they're a little bit better around their kids, a little bit better around their friends. People catch that and go, what did that person do? Well, I listened to the show and I started taking responsibility for my actions. We can all make this world a better place. So please continue to do that. Share this stuff out. I appreciate you guys. There's no fee for what you just got. And that was powerful advice from two amazing coaches. And as always, please go, please go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com, theunfilteredexperience.com. Go there, join our Facebook community. Let us know what topics, what type of, of, of guests you would like us to have here on the show. And we will definitely hit you up on that and find out what what more information we can do to provide that for you. And as we shared, I know a lot of you guys watch the show um, regularly every week. Thank you very much. When Scott gets back, we're actually going to start doing the show a little bit differently. So instead of just doing episode after episode, we're actually going to start, we're going to do something different and break it down into seasons. So we're going to take a major idea about like love. Okay. And then we're going to do like eight or nine episodes on love, self-love, loving others, loving when it's impossible. And we're going to have different guests that maybe we've had on the show before and really just kind of dive deep into the subject of love or dive deep in the subject of relationships or dive deep into the subject of spirituality. And what is spirituality versus religion and getting some of our friends on here who we've had. Um, I'm actually, I'm thinking about Australia. We got Sarah Tynan over in Australia. She's been on the show a few times. You guys dig her. 
So together, we are going to continue to level up, level ourselves up here on the show and level you guys up as well. So be here every single week. We appreciate you. Next week is going to be a special week because it's just going to be Scott and I. There's no guests next week. So we're just going to have a good time catching up and inspiring you guys to think a little bit differently. So again, theunfilteredexperience.com. We will see you here next week. Have a phenomenal weekend. Be present for your moments. Let go of what's no longer working for you. Let go of anybody who is no longer working for you or with you and start to get comfortable getting uncomfortable. I love you guys. We'll see you next week on the Unfiltered Experience. I'm Christopher Roush. No excuses, coach. Peace.